What's up, everybody? This is the Kingdom Come Podcast. We got um, more than half a Kingdom Come here today. Super excited about it. I want to introduce some people to you that maybe you haven't seen on the podcast yet. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Hey, guys. I'm Elise. I sing and I um, play keys. And she writes. Yeah. Amazing writer, performer. Check out her page on Instagram, Facebook, Ms. Keys. So I'm honored to get to work with her. She takes out her time to come all the way to Houston, and we collab together as we write and as we perform, and um, I'm just super proud of her and happy to work with her. That is Elise Russell. Check her out, follow her. Then we got one of the main heartbeats of the group, and it is Miss Allison Gully, and she gets a gully on those drums. Yes, gully. Hi, Amber. Hey. Hi, Elise. Introduce Hi, yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Allison. I go by Allie. Um, play drums, and um, I'm from Alabama, so I'm real country. My brand name is I Play in Heels, and um, well, where did you get yeah. that from? I play in heels. What um, significance? Well, of that? I play in heels came from um, just this idea or persona, pretty much that um, you know a lot of female musicians, especially drummers, they think that they have to be masculine or just the fact that being a musician, period, as a female, you are in a male-dominated you know field, and so it's like let's bring some feminine. Femininity? Yeah. yeah. Would that be it? Yeah. Some feminine That's energy. Right. You know? Um, and so I just felt like we needed to make our presence known. Yeah. In that way. So, yeah. I play in heels. Awesome. That's dope. Then we got the amazing Hannah Smith, writer, singer, arranger, performer. And you guys have met her in some of the, pa- the past um, podcasts. And then I'm Amber Camp. So let's just dive right in. Today we, we're all together because we're at River Point Church. We're doing a women's series diving into anthems. And that's our thing because Kingdom Come, we have music coming out. We're releasing some singles. And then after that, we're going to re- release the full album. And we're super excited about that. And I personally think that this album is full of anthems. Anthems that you can sing over your life and... And when you get them in your spirit, we were talking about this before. We've done like praise and worship. A lot of times we're playing behind people, but in Kingdom right. Come, the cool part about it is that we're actually leading worship. There's been times where we played uh, behind people, and I remember you said something significant about like once you start getting a song in your spirit, how important it is, like how important worship is. Like, but I don't remember what song it was. I will build my life. Upon yeah. It. Say what you were talking about with that. Yeah. You're yeah. having a whole basically. Um, congregation of people begin to sing something and sing something over and over again and they begin to sing it over their life and it actually sparks faith and belief and it it begins to like ignite even if you don't believe it right away like and there's another song uh, King My Heart where they repeat you are good you are good over and over and I we were talking about that earlier I think that's like the hardest thing to believe about God um, even as a Christian and as like a firm believer, the hardest thing is to believe that that God is good because bad things happen to good people and it doesn't make any sense True. earthly. Yeah. Right. And why to me that song is so powerful and so important to sing in a church is because um, the more you sing it, the more you start to believe it. Even in really really tough times, um, and just me personally, like I've had breakthrough like with that song and just that one section yeah. in that area. Uh, that song "You Are Good." I've heard there's been sometimes controversy with saying things like that because people don't exactly what you said. People don't understand, well, if this happened to me, this happened to me, God, they begin to blame God 
but yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the something that I'm personally coming to is that God is good and so it's important to make sure that songs that are scriptural even if you don't understand it quite yet or maybe you think well this happening to me wasn't fair you still have to go back to Bible principles even though me feeling like this wasn't fair this was a bad thing that happened to me God is good and when you when you're reciting that or singing it over yourself it's important to know God's true nature um, God is good, and right. it's important to know he's not the one hurting you. He's not the one doing bad things to you. He has good plans for you, plans mm-hmm. to prosper you, plans to bring you to an expected end. Yeah. So it, these songs like that that are powerful, that take God's word and scripture and make, make them put them in our mouth where we're reciting them and, um, and singing them out over our, ourselves, they're powerful because it changes. You start to think about it. And, and it changes the way you perceive from God and how you perceive, how you perceive God is how you will receive from him. If yeah. you think that he is not good, then it, you're, you're actually going to shy away from him. It, it can be dangerous not to represent God in his true nature because that actually makes people shy away from him. I've, I've met people that maybe they have had a sibling or a child pass away Somebody tried to comfort them, but they cu- they didn't go scripturally. And that's the tough part. It can be really scary because we want to comfort somebody, but it's important to stay scriptural at the same time. So somebody will say something like, well, you know, God just needed another angel or God just, you know, God. And, and that may comfort them at the time, but then later down the line, you, that may cause that person to look at God in the wrong light. Well, God took this child, so why won't he take my next child? And they actually start to shy away from God when they really need to draw close because it, God's will is good things. And, and um, he has plans to prosper us and bring us to a planned future. And as hard as it may be to believe that because you're looking at the things that you see, it's important to go back to scripture and understand that um, right. God is good. Okay. I was going to say, to add on to that, I think we talked about this recently at the Jews place, but um, in Exodus, when he's telling Moses how to build the, like, the tabernacle, he's so detailed. And we've all had good, and, and a, we've got a good boss and a bad boss. And a good boss, they let you know what's expected. They give you details. They tell you, like, okay, this is what I want done. So there's no confusion. They tell you exactly, like, and that's what Jesus does to Moses. He's like, I want purple, red, and blue thread. He's very detailed with how to build this thing. Right. And when I was reading that, I was thinking, I'm, I think I'm going to skip over this because it's, it's very detailed. It's, a, it's like two or three chapters just devoted to the construction of this, of this platform. And then it made me realize, well, something just kind of to help me realize God is good is that he doesn't set you up to fail. Like he gives you instructions, like very detailed. Like he doesn't just say, he could have just been like, well, Moses, build me a tabernacle, and if it's not how I want it, then I'm going to be upset, and I'm not going to tell you how I want it. It's, yeah. he, Moses was in tune with God, and then God showed him exactly what to do. He didn't lead him astray. He didn't leave him hanging. Right. So, like, uh, he is a good leader. Mm-hmm. If anything, he'll, he won't just, like, leave you uh, to fail. So That's really true. Just to to piggyback off of what she said, something I'm realizing, because I have, as I'm studying, I have like super amounts of questions, which I feel Mm -hmm. like that should be the case with all of us. When you study God's word, it's not like, oh yeah, I got this figured out. Like it should spark some things like, well, what does that mean? Or why? What? Like, Mm -hmm. so like I've been finding myself, you know, you have some, those gray areas where 
things in the Bible, you're like, well, how does that pertain to today? Like, people always have, well, this didn't exist back then, so how do we deal with this today? How do we do, deal with that today? And one thing I'm realizing is just like how you said, God is so detailed, and he's, he's so, he has so much instructions, but I feel like in this day and age, the special thing about the covenant uh, that we're under um, in the New Testament is having the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will show you, lead you into all truth. <laughs> the other day, Ali and Elise knows it. Those uh, we lost our keys and we were late for like, I don't know what we were, we were late running out the door for something, and we had to be there on time for that dance troupe. And um, when we were shooting the Kingdom Come video that's coming out soon, can't wait to you guys see it. Shameless plug, but um, <laughs> but I was like, instead of getting all frustrated and all rustled up. I was just like, Holy Spirit leads me into all truth. And this is where I am. I'm really trying to step out in faith in every area of my life because God cares about the details. And it's, that's the crazy thing about it because God is the creator of the universe. And he cares about me being upset that I can't find the keys right now. He cares. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's hard to believe. But when you start stepping out on it, mm-hmm. you start getting a new revelation of how much you're loved that he knows the very hairs on your head, that he knows everything about how your day is going to go. So I'm realizing that when I get into the spirit more, we couldn't find the keys. I'm rustling around. I stopped. And I just said, I'm going to pray in tongues for a little bit um, as I'm walking up the stairs. And I just said, um, Holy Spirit, show me where these keys are. Mind you, we had been looking for the keys for about an hour. And he, Kevin needed the keys to get into the studio to get something we needed for the shots that we needed. And we were almost going to be late. I walked up the stairs, I prayed in tongues for a little bit. I got in the room, I prayed in tongues, and I looked over. I put my hand on top of this plate that was in our room and picked it up, and the keys were underneath it. No way. Yes. That's how accurate Holy Spirit is. That's how accurate God's word is. When when God was telling Moses, this is what I need you, he was accurate with precision. Yeah. The, the cubits, the measurements, this is what, need, when he was with Noah, this is what the boat needs to be. This is what they said. They look at it now and they say, how did that even flow? It doesn't, they try, people try to make sense out of, out of it, but God is very detailed and then the cool thing about the covenant that we live in now is that we have God one with our spirit and so you you become Holy Spirit when you're Holy Spirit led and you start getting into the spirit you start noticing precision Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with the gifts of the spirit how um, prophecy may work or word of knowledge or um, just the gifts of the spirit how it'll blow someone's mind and it brings them closer to God because of how precise God is it makes Mm -hmm. somebody wake up like wow Um, so I don't know I just thought that reminded me of even in a practical way in our everyday life how precise God is so I have to piggyback off that because um you said something you you said about uh God cares about every aspect of our lives and I think a lot of people just discount God without first of all reading we'll read everything else we'll read tabloids (laughs) people who um you know read the horoscopes there exactly we will they, search for everywhere else. Right. It's true. And, and, and they'll read history on all these other idols and things like that to learn of them. But you won't read about the God that says, cast your cares upon me for I care for you. Yeah. Like losing things is a habit of mine as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> lose something in a second. And you're right. God cares for he cares for us. And I remember making a decision that, that, would, change, um, that would change the trajectory of my life. Um, from here and on out a few months ago and I went to sleep 
I had a dream about fishing for some reason. And, and you know, we know what it's like to fish. You know, you have a, uh, your, your pole and, and all that stuff. This doesn't have a pole in it. It had a net, mm. right? And so the net, all I saw was somebody throw a net out. And then, like, fish started to come, right? So I was like, okay, God, um, obviously you're telling me to cast. Like, so when you cast mm -hmm. something, you yeah. throw it out. Like, it's not like you just, like, <laughs> here you go. No, it's like, oh, boom, yeah. like here. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, God. And it reminded me of that scripture, like, cast your cares upon me for I care for you. Yeah. And that thing, God does care. Mm -hmm. if, and then he'll meet you where you are. If your level of faith is the size of a mustard seed, some people say, well, all you have to have. And that's, that is true. But he's saying that if you, that's all you have, I'll work with that. It's yeah. not so much as that, just give me a little faith. Because yeah. no, because, you know. You want to grow in it. Right. Yeah. You want to grow. And, and as you grow and, and trust him, your faith becomes bigger. Yeah. And so. But that, that's something huge. That what she just said was huge because a lot of people will feel like, oh man, maybe this isn't going right for me because I don't have enough faith. And Jesus is saying, faith the size of a mustard seed will move mountains. So it's it, like, don't worry about that. You know, keep stepping out on your faith that you do have. You know, that that's huge. A lot of people will f deal with condemnation because of that, or think, why am I not seeing this? Why am not? Why am I not seeing this happen? But God gives you, he gives, a, there's a measure of faith that's given to every single person. And then I think that your faith grows as you begin to renew your mind. Mm -hmm. So like um, body, uh, soul, and spirit. Your spirit, once you become um, born again with Christ, is one with God. So it's like everything that's in that spirit, that's, that's, you've got everything you need. That You've got resurrection power, the power that yes. raised Christ from the dead. That's in your spirit, man. But then you have your mind and your intellect, and then you have your body. And your body, sometimes you'll be seeing symptoms or different things mm -hmm. or whatever. Or your mind, if it's not renewed in God's word, then you'll just be thinking your own thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's like who you have to get your mind to side with your spirit and not your body. Right. And if you get two out of two against one, then it's over. And, then, and that's a lot of times where faith begins to ignite. When you get this mind renewed. Be transformed by the yeah. Be not conformed to this Don't world. be conformed. Don't be conformed to these worldly systems, to, to the way things are in the natural, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can get your mind on the same side as your spirit that's Absolutely. one with God. And then it's over. It's over. The body has to follow it. And that, yeah, that's been so stuff good. that I've listened to, like with healing and stuff like that. But the faith is there mm -hmm. and it's activated when you open up the word quickens and it makes you alive so no just like i mean and i know a lot of people say all the time like at least all you post about is like motherhood and being a mom but like the reality is i'm a mom now and um as far as like igniting your faith that was like a huge thing for me because uh when i was carrying my daughter i pretty much was like man i'm like this music thing like it's not gonna work like I'm just oh, gonna have to oh, wow. throw her in daycare and get me a nine-to-five and I mean you know I have a job or whatever but it's just like you know I'm just like music like that's my love that's my dream and it's like I was like you know it's not gonna work so but you know from talking to um one of the people was her godmother which is an amazing amazing musician back in Buffalo New York Karen Saxon um <laughs> 
you know, she was just like, you know, you don't have to give up on your dreams. You don't have to. And, you know, that that was something that really, for me, helped me to ignite my faith. So it's like people like ask me all the time, like, how do you travel with a baby? How do you like go here and there like and do everything every day with a baby? Literally igniting my faith and like just, you know, believing that, you know, if I do my part, God is going to take care of the rest. Um, and just like as far as Amber saying, like, God cares about the little details, like, even in the airport, like, I'll look at my flight or whatever, like, log into the site and look at my seat, and I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> I'm stuck in between two people, and I'll get to the airport, and they'll call me up to the counter and literally say, hey, we moved you to, like, an aisle or a row where there's nobody, and, like, you guys can have the whole row. Like, there's little things like that, or just the people in the airport that see me with two bags and a stroller and a baby and they're like hey like where are you going let's carry your stuff and it's like just little things like that like not going into it worrying like oh my gosh how am I going to get through the airport it's just like you know do your part and God take care take, take care of the rest yeah. Yeah. takes care of the rest <laughs> it's all on you yeah like the whole world all the pressure of the bags and the baby is like this is my burden to bear and it'll give you like that anxiety but then he's like I got you. Don't worry. Um, right. You don't know how, but it ends up being okay every time. And even um, just during the pregnancy, I had like a crazy amount of anxiety just worrying about, you know, once she's born, what is she going to be like? Because, you know, everybody's met those fussy babies that like fuss all the time. And I was just like, oh, God, please don't let her be a fussy baby. <laughs> don't let her be like just wild. And it's like, he like really blessed me with like the most peaceful, happy, <laughs> like. <laughs> She's like, yeah, mommy. She's just like, I mean, she has her little moments or whatever, but it's like I can get work done because she just will sit there and watch. And, you know, one of the biggest things for me is like as far as igniting my faith, it was, you know, me being a woman raising another woman. I didn't want her to see me give up on something that I love. Yeah, for sure. You know, I wanted her to see me work hard and say, hey, my mom had me and she kept going. To yeah. like achieve, you know, like that's how we have to raise our, yeah. you know, young women and young men to be. But oh, don't, yeah, don't give up on the desires of your don't. Life that God gave you. And He'll honor it. Like He gave, He birthed that in you, and it's like it's easy to give up. It's easy to say, but the pressure and the pain comes in when you decide to go through with it, and He honors the effort you know, that you make. So, that's all.